Howdy, everybody. Here we are all ready to take you down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner. Brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. Don't forget that Lum and Abner have only a limited quantity of the pictures they're sending out. Thousands of their friends have written in, and there aren't many left. And that's not surprising. It certainly is a swell picture. It shows the old Pine Ridge philosophers both in character, just as you've always pictured them to yourself, and also as they are in real life. If you've never seen the real Lum and Abner, you certainly are going to get a surprise. All you have to do to get one of these big two-in-one pictures right away is to send in your name and address on the back of a wrapper from a half-pound or larger package of Horlick's malted milk to Lum and Abner, care of the station to which you are now listening. Remember, though, this offer will be withdrawn soon, so act tonight, as soon as you've heard Lum and Abner. And now, let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. When Lum and Abner learned that it was unlawful to start a chain letter, they immediately began trying to get rid of the hogs they'd received from the hog chain letter they started last week. However, yesterday they learned that it was no offense to keep the hogs, and not much likelihood of their getting in trouble over the letters they started. So they are again enthusiastic over the results of their plan for farm relief. As we look in on Pine Ridge today, Lum is over at Abner's house counting the hogs they have received. And we find Abner and Grandpappy Spears down at the Jotham Down store, apparently very busy. Listen. All right, Grandpap, it's your move. Well, I know it, I know it. Just give me time, quit rushing me. Well, you sat there for 20 minutes looking at that checkerboard. I'd have figured you'd forgot whose move it was. Wait a minute. How did you ever get that man cleaned down in here? Well, I jumped down there, taking two of your men when I done it, too. I don't recollect seeing you doing that. Uh, well, uh, that was when you got up to wait on Sister Simpson a while ago, Van Sam. Yeah, well, it's mighty funny to me every time I get up to wait on somebody. When I come back, you jump three or four of my men. I never jumped three or four. I jumped two. You weren't gone no time, hardly. Wait a minute here. You ain't accusing me of cheating, I you? I ain't accusing you of nothing. I just saying it's downright astonishing how much better you do when I ain't here to watch you. Yeah, well, that's all right, then. Just recollect, though, who you're working for. I don't want no hard help accusing me of nothing. Let me see, anyhow. Well, let's see here. Well, go on and move, Summers. Well, I'll just move this gentleman here right up there. Yeah, all right, <laughs> I'll take this one and this one and right on in your king. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just move right back where you were. That don't count. I hadn't took my hand off it. Why, you had to. I never done no such a thing. I just moved it up there to see what would happen if it was to. Well, all right. You don't want to play the game fair. Well, just go ahead. Take it back. I'll just leave play with some young'un. Yeah, you do a heap better playing with some young'un, I'll say that. Here. Yeah, I'll move right over there. Now then. Well, let's see. I do I never seen that move. <laughs> well, that sort of changes things up. I, I'm feared that room is there. Uh, as I ring, Abner. Well, go ahead and answer it then. Oh, it's more than likely somebody won't you. Now, you, you go say. ahead, Grandpap. It bothers me to have to get up when I'm consultating this way. And blame it, I always folks would quit bothering us. I had you beat till this happened. Hello? Oh, he's got me there for the while. Got him down store, Milford Spears talking. I thought I had this in for a second. I know he ain't here right now. He ought to be back, though, any minute. He just went over to Abner's place to count the hogs again. Count the hogs that they got in on the chain letter. That's what I do. I jump that and that and that right in this king row. Huh? <laughs> All right, Squire. I'll tell him when he comes in. <laughs> All right. 
Come here, Van Pamp. Look at here what I done. What's the matter? Why, well, taking three of your men, I jumped clean into your king hole. <laughs> I never seen it till you got up to answer that phone there. <laughs> Wait a minute here. I never seen no jump like that. No, no, that was a bad move you made, Van Pamp, that last one. Yeah, well, the worst move I made is when I got up to answer the telephone. Now, just put them right back where you got them at. Well, I won't do no sicky thing. I'll take them three men fair and square, and I'm going to keep them. Oh, no, you don't. No, sir, you can't pull no six stunts of that on me. Give me them checkers. Keep your hand off them checkers, man, Pep. Just get them off of there. Them wrong come in. What's going on in here, anyway? Oh, howdy, Lom. Sit down, man, I'll give them back. Don't say nothing. Sit down. I could hear you fellas arguing clean outside there. Just put that checkerboard up. You'd run a customer off. Be fair to come in here with all that rookish going on. Uh, Grandpap was accusing me of cheating. Man, you was cheating. I got up to answer the telephone while I was I up there talking on I never taken a man that never belongs to me. Well, just hash up about it. I don't want to hear no more about it. There's plenty to do around here without you two sitting around playing checkers and arguing with one another. What's them groceries doing sitting there on the counter? Oh, why, uh, that's an order we put up a while ago. Uh, Bessie Gatlin called up for her. <laughs> yeah, that just reminds me too, Grandpap, uh, she said she's in a dreadful hurry for that stuff. <laughs> Forgot about that. Well, get it on over there then, Grand Bab. One, two, goodness. It's got to where if I want anything did right, I've got to do it myself. Yeah, get that on over there, Grand Pap, like I told you. Now, you just keep your mouth out of this, Abner. I'll be back directly, Lom. Uh, by the way, Lom, Squire Skimp called up for you a while ago. Said he'd be over here to see you in a few minutes. I hate old Grand All right, Grand Pap. I'm reckon what Squire's want. I don't know. I never even knowed he called up. Oh, yeah, that must have been him calling a while ago. <laughs> I made such a good move. I'm glad he done it, too. <laughs> well, if he's coming over here to try to sell us something, I can tell him right now he's just wasting his time. Yeah. I've noticed we get along the heap better without him long. Uh, did you get all the hogs, County? Well, no, but there ain't as many over there as I thought there was. There ain't? Well, I figured we had seven or 8,000. Look like he's that many. Why, yeah, I figured we had more than that. I never seen as many hogs in my life. Uh, that is, before I seen them. Of course, I, I've saw that many now. Well, trouble is, they move around so bad, a body can't hardly count them exact, but best way I could figure it, we've got twixt to five and six thousand. I counted a thousand of them and then just sort of multiplied around, you know. Yeah, well, that's enough, for goodness sake. Yeah, it's a heap more than we need. The way they're going after that corn over there, we ain't going to be able to feed them long. Well, that corn ain't coming in as fast as the hogs did, Lom. No. I believe these chain letters are sort of playing out now. Folks ain't taking interest in them as they was there for a while. Well, the trouble with them corn chain letters, most everybody used all the corn they had to feed the hogs that got off the hog letter. Yeah, yeah, we ought to send the corn letter out first, I believe. Well, we'd better be figuring out something to do with them hogs. We can't afford to be buying feed for them. I believe that's fire coming up the road yonder now, ain't it? Where? Way yeah. down there. Yeah, it looks like he is well. I reckon what he wants to see you about. Oh, I don't know. He's likely got something up his sleeve. Huh? I say he's got something up his sleeve. Uh, you mean a knife or something like that? A knife? Yeah, you know, this Blackie Masterson, he used to carry a knife up his sleeve all the time. Well, Squire ain't got no knife up his sleeve. I know that. Well, what is it then? He's so far off. I don't see how you can tell what he's got. Oh, I, I mean, he's got some kind of a trick up his sleeve. Oh, well. <laughs> well, he won't put nothing over on us, hand, will he? No, I've got his number before he gets here. Oh, it's one of them number-guessing tricks, huh? <laughs> well, tell me the number, Lum, so I'll know it, too. Tell you the number? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, if that's a trick he's got up his sleeve, and 
you know the number, well, let me in on it. And then he can't pull it on neither one of us. I never said nothing about him having a number trick up his sleeve. Now, what kind of trick is it? I don't know, Abner. I ain't got the least idea what he wants. Well, it might be that where they pull a rabbit out of a hat. No, oh, that's right. That's a hat straight over sleeve. Let me see. I, I saw card tricks where they had cards up their sleeves. That's just about what it is, too. <laughs> yes, sir, that's what it Abner, is. Abner, <laughs> them ain't the kind of tricks I'm talking about. Well, I just can't wait to see what it is. <laughs> I do love good tricks. <laughs> I've always wanted to try that myself where they saw a woman in half, but I never could find nobody to <laughs> let me try it out on them. No, I don't blame them either. No, that's sort of serious if it don't work. Well, just hatch up about the tricks. Here's Squire now. Yeah, we'll just make out like we don't know he's going to try to pull one on us long. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can see now he's got something up his sleeve all right. <laughs> now, don't say nothing about him having nothing up his sleeve. Oh, no. Oh, I won't let on. Well, howdy, Squire. Yeah, come in, Squire. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Been looking for you. Grandpap said you called up and said you'd be over. Yeah, go ahead and get started, Squire. Shut up, Abner. Well, I guess we may as well uh, get right down to business, man. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Now, let me feel that sleeve first. <laughs> yeah, we're on you, Squire. You can't put nothing over on us. Abner, will you set down there and hash up. Go ahead, Squire. Uh, well, uh, what I come over here to see you men about, I... Abner, turn Squire's arm loose. Just get away from him. Leave him alone. I couldn't see a thing. Well, you better go over and be straightening up them shells and put that checkerboard up. Can't blame it. I want to watch that case. Excuse Abner, Squire. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, Lum, I was talking to Edward Zee's trunk a while ago, and he's got about 400 head of hogs over at his place uh, that he got from that, uh, that chain letter that's been circulating around here. Well, we've got ten times that many. We've got over 5,000 of the things. Yes, yes, I understand that you have. And there's quite a few folks around here. It's got more than they can take care of. And I've been talking to some of them. If we can get this whole bunch to go in together, well, I'll make a trip into Kansas City and uh, Chicago and one or two other stock market centers, and we can dispose of these hogs for you at a good price, Lum. Now, the way I had it figured out... If you men will give me 10% of what the hogs bring, I'll handle the whole thing and get you a much better price than you could get yourself trying to dispose of them. Granny, that's a sound all right, Squire. Well, uh, of course, I just figured, Lum, on account of us being such old friends, if I could help you men out, I'd be glad to do it. Well, we wondered how long it'd be before Squire Skimp muscled in on this deal. Ladies and gentlemen, I want every one of you to listen closely to the following scene. It took place in a Cincinnati drugstore last week, and we're reenacting it because of its importance to you. A gentleman, whose name we won't mention just now, has just entered the store and is at the fountain. Listen. Good evening, sir. What do you have? Well, I've got some things to get here, drugs and such like. Suppose you fix me up with a Horlicks molded milk while I take this list over to the drug counter. Okay, sir. I'm glad we don't have Horlicks. The brand we serve is just as good, though. Will that do? No, I wanted Horlicks. How come you don't serve it? Well, I don't know. We used to. Well, I've got to admit I'm sold on Horlicks. We use it at home. And I listen to their program, Lum and Abner. Why, only the other night, their announcer said that a good way to tell a quality druggist is to look and see if he serves Horlicks at the fountain. I'm inclined to agree with him. Well, maybe you're right, sir. I don't know. I'm just a clerk here. Anything else I can get you? No, never mind. I think I'll run along. I'll get those drugs some other time. Folks, that scene is being enacted everywhere, over and over again. People are beginning to realize that quality druggists nearly always serve Horlicks malted milk at the fountain. That's why when a druggist doesn't serve Horlicks, they often make their purchases elsewhere. 
see if your druggist serves Horlicks. If he doesn't, ask him to get it and serve it at his fountain. And now about that picture of Lum and Abner. To get one right away, all you have to do is to send in your name and address on the back of a wrapper from a half pound or larger size package of Horlicks malted milk to Lum and Abner, care of the station to which you are now listening. Send in soon. We have only a limited quantity, remember, and we'll send you one right away. This is Carlton Brickert speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlicks, who now bid you all good night and good health.